0: You guys can be seated, welcome, you guys are online. It's really great to have you guys here. You know, in a sense, we've got a full house, even though it's only 50, but praise God, it's still full. Um, But it's really good just to be able to just to meet again and fellowship one to another. I must um, just apologize for last week. Last week, we had a nightmare. Um, Let me explain to you, our, our Wi-Fi fiber just dropped in the middle of the service. And then our camera overheated, and then our cell phone overheated, and then our fiber dropped again, and then our data dropped again. So last week it was a real challenge. So I think you guys watched last week's sermon in like four different pieces, you know. But it is just really good just to be able to share the Word of God this morning. I just want to run through a few announcements for you that um, want to know what's happening in church life. Just remember now we're at the church again, so we've got an 830 And a 10 o'clock service, there's 071 number on the screen. You guys know you have to book your number there. You have to register and just book your place either for 8.30 or 10 o'clock service. Um, The kids' church will start at 8.10, 10 past 8, and they will run for 15 minutes until 25 past. And then we'll go live to the church service. Then straight after the church service, while the two congregations are swapping, we're going to be having a little time of prayer, 10, 15 minutes of prayer, so again, if you need prayer requests, you can just send them through on the message um, on the Facebook Live and, and Amy and them at the back are writing down all the prayer requests and we will spend time praying for the guys afterwards. Um, don't forget that. And also don't forget our office will be open this week on on Wednesday and Thursday from 9 to 1. So as the restrictions lift, we'll get more and more into the office. Um, but uh, we for your tithes and your food and your offerings and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then also... Don't forget, just to mention two things quickly, Kathy's starting a Bible study. They're doing the Book of Galatians this Tuesday at at 1830, half past six. It's 170 rand a person. You need to register with Kathy. So get hold of a number. Then also don't forget our Bible college open, Where's Sandy? Sandy, is somewhere. Um, And if you want to register this year with the Bible college, please speak to Sandy. They do biblical counseling. So when you do biblical counseling, you can get your certificate, your diploma, your degree. If you want to study that, you want to do ministry, theology, then you go much further. You can get your certificate, your diploma, your degree, your honors, your master's, and your doctorate. All right. So if you want to study this year, just speak to Sandy, and she can register you and give you the figures exactly what it is that you need to know or what you need to do. I, I want to chat this morning around on the subject of It's Our Time. And uh, I, I prepared the message um, during the week. And, and yesterday, I had a chance to, just to chat through some youngsters, you know youngsters when I speak 24, 25 years old um, because I'm double that age now, but um, <laughs> I just had a chat to them and, and I was quite interested yesterday just to chat to a few guys that would come and sit with me and they would simply say to Michael Kurt, what do you believe is happening in the world right now? And just when 24, and 25 year olds are asking that question I often wonder myself how many of us are asking those questions I mean I don't think anybody in the world right now has a hold on what is happening in the world. I don't think, you know, from conspiracy theories to bug outs to, you know, you name it, to the end times, to the second coming, to everyone has a theory. And nobody knows exactly what it is that God requires of us. And a young one youngster said to me, he said to me yesterday, he, said, he asked me this question, he said to me, Uncle Kurt, why has the church been so quiet in this time? And he's not like a believer. You know, he grew up in church and that, but he's not a church goer. But his concern was not even as a believer, why is the church being so quiet in the season? And what it is that you go through. And I said to him, You've got to understand something. I haven't got a theory <laughs> because I've got 25, 30 different theories that everyone you know, shares with me. And you know, it's, you know, it's the mark of the beast and the vaccine is this. And we, we all know it. We're not even going to go there. It's craziness. But I find ourselves becoming more and more consumed by what is going on around us. And instead of trying to find a solution to what God requires of us right now, we're trying to find answers. And and the question that everyone is asking is, but why? You know, I've done, I don't know, probably eight or nine funerals in the last few weeks. And, And every couple, every person I sit with, they want to go, but why? But why are good people dying? Do you know why are people dying so young? Um, and, and and it is—it's a real concern to us right now. But I want to say this to you: that I believe, without a shadow of a doubt, if there's one thing that I'm fully convinced of, the two things: one, that God is in control, and second thing I'm fully convinced of is that I needed to be born in this time in, in the world. I could be born in the 15th century and be a gladiator. I don't know. You know I could have been a king in the 12th century I don't know my son, my second name is Alexander so I could have been Lonnie but I had to come to a place of understanding that God required me to be alive in this time in history and if we can yeah, you guys are quiet this morning I know you guys have had like a year break but just one or two amens because I can hear the guys on Facebook saying amen you know what I mean But I'm fully convinced that God required me to be born in this season. In this time in history. The word of God says in the psalm, He says, Before the foundations of the world were laid, he says, I knew by name. He says, I knitted you together in your mother's womb. And so he knew when Luzon was going to be born. Patty, how's it? Good to see you. But he knew when Patty was going to be born. He knew when Kathy. Why? Because God requires something of us in the season. And so telling myself, we're checking in bed last night and, and saying, this week, on the 12th of February, so, uh, 12th of March, on the 12th of February, so telling myself, would be exactly one year in lockdown. Now, we were in Prague, in the Czech Republic, when lockdown happened there. <laughs> you know, we locked down for I don't know how long. We flew back the 25th of March and the 26th of March lockdown started in South Africa. So we've had nearly 360 odd days of lockdown already. But I was amazed and I was checking to some people before how isolated we've become. I'm almost, almost like we just were drawn into ourselves and we're just living in our own little bubble at the moment. And the bubble is simply that we just want to survive. I'm mean, to be honest with you, the bubble is we just want to survive. I know even you know, before um, my dad passed, I was back like, oh, you know, well, things, things happen the way they do and you know. And then when my dad passed, I had this realization that wow, you've got to be careful because this thing can happen to anybody. But in the same breath, we also cannot come to a place where we are hiding away. We also cannot come to a place where we are so isolated that we've got no contact with any human beings. And we are people by nature that need to mix. By nature, we need to gather. By nature, we need to fellowship one to another. There's nothing worse than being totally isolated alone. your own and many of you have probably been in that place. But it's horrible to be on your own because you get into your own head and you start to think the worst things in the world in your head here, you know? The devil has this playground in your head. And we need fellowship one to another. Why? Because the Word of God says that iron sharpens iron. Iron sharpens iron. We are there to sharpen one another. We are there to fellowship. We are there to guide and to go and to do what God has called us to do. I um, want to read the scripture this morning and I just want to, I just want to, speak about where i believe we are um what it is that god is calling us to do and really how to move forward in the season but i want you to turn the scripture we've read how many times but it's something i want to speak to you about this morning and i want you to do matthew 24 this morning and we all have read this but i want you to hear what it is because some of us are trying to understand the season we're in right now and we find in this chapter that the disciples are exactly in exactly the same place. They know that the Messiah is about to go. They know that Roman rule is like impossible at the moment. You know, people have been crucified all over the place. Were, the history actually says that along the pathway towards Rome and, and to all these places, there were hundreds and thousands of people just being crucified along the road because the Roman government wanted to exert its pressure and its, its dominance over the area. Churches, there was no such thing as church. Church would be scattered. We know we moved from here straight to the book of Acts. And, you know, we know exactly what happened. But the disciples come to Jesus and they say to Jesus, so what is the end going to look like? Now, this is 2,000 years ago. The disciples are asking the exact same question that you and I are asking today. And Jesus goes on, he said, and, the G- and Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came up to show him the building of the temple. And Jesus said to him, do you not see all these things? Surely I say to you, not one stone shall be left upon another that, um, that it shall not be thrown down. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us what, will we see, what, what things will, we, will be and what will the sign of your coming and the end of the age be? Now, how many of you guys have asked that question? Hey? <laughs> We've all asked that question. So Jesus answers and he says like this. He says to them in, in verse 4, he says, take heed, first, his first warning, the first thing he said to the disciples, he doesn't go and he says to them exactly what's happening. He says, firstly, first thing he says, take heed that no one deceives you. Take heed that no one deceives you. What did Jesus say? Make sure that your thoughts are pure and not corrupted. Make sure that nobody is leading you down this path. Make sure that nobody is taking you away from what it is that I want to do. So he says, first he says, Do not be deceived. Secondly says, For many will come in my name. What's he speaking about? He's speaking about the church. He's speaking about leaders. He's speaking about Christians. He's speaking to us. He's speaking to disciples. He's saying, Hey, in the last days, many will come in my name, say, I'm the Christ and and will be deceived. He says, and you were year of war and rumors of war. See that you are not troubled. See that you are not troubled. So what is he saying? Don't panic. That when wars come and rumors of war come and all these things, he says don't panic in a sense. Alright? He, he says see, um, sorry, see that you're not troubled for these, these things must come to pass but the end is not yet. The end must come to pass but this is not yet. So he says for nation will rise against nation. Just just go to News 24. Just, just go to News 24. Go, go to TV. Go anywhere. Nation against nation at the moment. Kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and pestilences. All right? And the earthquakes in various places. And all these are the beginning of sorrow. He doesn't say it's the start of the end times. He said these are the times of the beginning of sorrow. And what is sorrow? Sorrow is when you're downtrodden. Sorrow is when you're miserable. Sorrow is when you're depressed. Sorrow is when you want to take your own life. Sorrow is when your world is falling apart around you. He says, be careful, because these pestilences and wars and rumors of wars and, and all these viruses and that, he says, it's going to bring you to a place of almost complete despondency. we there. How many of you in this room this morning are despondent? How many are thinking, what does the future hold? I said to last night, I said, when is this going to end? Because already winter's coming, and they're speaking about a third wave coming, and it's, it's madness. It's like we just can't get a grip on life at the moment. And he, and he says this, and all these things are the beginning of times. He says, then they will deliver you up for tribulation and kill you, and you'll be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Now, that's not a thing that any of you want to hear this morning. Because you want to hear H-A-P-P-Y message this morning. You want to hear a message of motivation. You want to, hey, guys, everything's going to be okay. Next week, we're back to normal. But he says, be careful in times. And we see this happening all over the world. Poland just passed a law this week that requires every minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ to submit their sermons for approval before preached to government. Let me tell you something, that if we do not do something, and I said it yesterday, if we do not do something, there will not be a church in the next 10 years. Even our government, in what they're doing, they've taken away every moral stand. There's no such thing, now I hear the latest thing is that parents are now bringing their kids up transgender, whatever whatever it is, uh, gender neutral. That their kids can decide what they are when they reach a certain age. It's very clear what they are. Just have a look. It's there. <laughs> Millions of abortions are happening. Millions of abortions are happening. Divorces rampant through our country. There's chaos. There's anarchy. There's madness going on around right there. And your Christian morals are being chipped away one thing at a time. Why? Because all of a sudden you can be homophobic. All of a sudden you can be this. All of a sudden you can be that. And all of a sudden we've got all these things. That I grew up and I believed and I stood for, and my parents taught me these things, and all of a sudden I'm starting to question what I believe and what I do right now, because all of a sudden, you know what ah, well, you know whatever will be will be, God loves us. But we don't understand that the church is not knowing no, near it was 10 years ago. Ten years ago, sin was sin. Ten years ago, you and I would not dare to challenge God. 10 years ago, you and I were never dared to speak to God like, hey guy, hey bud. You know, people come and say, yeah, me and God had a massive argument the other day. I'm like, what? What? It's declining. And all of a sudden, the world is making the church completely irrelevant. All of a sudden, what we do, and what we say, and what we believe, and what we stand for, is slowly being eroded. Now carrying he says, and then many will be offended. Many will be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another. <laughs> this is yeah. this was written two thousand years ago. And it is now more relevant than it's ever been in history. He says this, he says that many false prophets will rise up and, be decei- and deceive many. We see that in the church. There's so many new doctrines out there. So many new prophets. I mean, we just watched the, the US elections. You know, half of America's prophets prophesied that Donald Trump would have a second term and he would do this. And now all of a sudden the prophets are retracting and say, oh, we messed up, We, you know, um, you know we got it wrong. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. You see because we're not speaking you know when the prophets of old spoke they said this thus saith the Lord I want to say to you don't you dare thus saith the Lord if you don't know it was thus saith the Lord because prophecy in church today has become nothing more than fortune-telling people don't want to hear the truth of God anymore People want to hear the mission while God's about to take you overseas, Stephen, and give you this amazing job, and your kids will never need or lack in their lives again, and you're going to get a nice Ford Ranger one of these days, and God's going to bless you. we That's what we want to hear. We don't want to hear repent and turn from your ways. We don't want to hear that stuff. You know, I read this thing yesterday. Before you pray for someone for healing, make sure they want to give up the thing that made them sick in the first place. But we don't want that. We want God to heal us and to carry on in our sin. We want God to heal us and carry on treating our wives like rubbish and treat our kids like rubbish and treat our employees like rubbish. We want God to bless us when we cannot walk in the things and the calling and the purpose that God has for you and I. And as the church, something has to give. Something has to give because everything that is written right here, everything is falling to pieces. You go watch a preacher, let me tell you something, you watch a preacher preaching the word of God on Facebook Live and he's got 20 people watching him. You just say you can have a prophetic night and 200 people on why because everybody wants a word We don't want to see God with all of our hearts. We don't want to spend time in his presence We don't want to spend time in his word. We don't want to spend time in worship We don't want to spend time in fellowship. No, no. We want a two-minute noodle kind of a thing I'm just gonna click on stick my name prophesy That's what we want We don't want this stuff and we look at the prophets of old They spent days and weeks in the presence of God before they came out. Years, seven years in exile. Seven years. There's John that wrote the book of Revelations. They went to the island of Patmos for I don't know how many years before he came forth and he said, That's the Lord. But we just get a thought from a TV program we watched last night and we prophesy today. He says, and because of lawlessness, we live in Africa, this will abound, and the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And the gospel of the kingdom will be preached to all the world as witnesses to all nations, and then the end will come. You see, there's a real thing that's happening there in the last part. He says, the gospel is going to be preached to the ends of the earth. And you know the only way that the gospel can be taken to the ends of the earth? is through you. It's not through TV. It's not through YouTube. It's not through Facebook Live. It's through you. And when we step into the things of God and we start to understand the kingdom and it has to be preached to all over the world and we, you and I, need to be the witnesses that God has to all the nations and then the end will come. The one youngster said to me, the other yesterday, he said to me, Uncle good when he's... When is the mass death going to happen in the world? Because he said with well, this COVID thing, you know, they said millions and millions are going to die and I think we've got, I don't know, four million deaths or something worldwide. In a, in, a, in a world of 60 billion people or something. It's a small fraction. It sounds like a lot, but it's a small, small fraction. And I said to him, yes, I said, to him, can I tell you something? I said, the world is making you numb to the rapture. I said, I don't want to speak Christianity, but listen to me carefully. He said, how is the world going to explain when 8, 10, 12, or 2 million or 2 billion Christians get raptured like this? Because your body is going to drop exactly where it is. You're not going anywhere. When the trumpet sounds, you're out of here. That sexy body of yours is going to fall straight to the ground right now. And you think, why did I die all this time? But your body is going to drop right there. As all of a sudden you've got a billion people dying, what are they gonna say? Oh, it's COVID 2025, or COVID 26, or COVID 31. Be realistic. The enemy is preparing an answer for the rapture. They're preparing to tell the world that when these billion people die, you know what's gonna happen? It was just a plague. It was just another virus that we couldn't control. And the world's going to go, oh, that's terrible. So many people died. That's exactly what's happening. There's a scripture that I've always stuck to and I've loved. And you find it in Second Chronicles chapter 32. And Second Chronicles chapter 32 says this. And it speaks about the tribes of Israel, okay? And it says, and I love this. It says, and from the tribe of Issachar. This is one of the tribes. It says, and from the tribe of Issachar, there were 200 leaders of the tribe with their families. Listen to this. And these men understood the signs of the times and knew the best course for Israel to take. If there's ever been a time for the sons of Issachar to arrive in the church or arise in the church, it's right now. You see, the word of God says two things about the sons of Issachar. He says they understood the signs of the time, they understood what it is that you and I are journeying and the world's going through right now, But the second thing is the most important thing that God needs to say to his church right now. He says, and they knew how to move forward. They knew what needed to be done. And let me tell you something. If there's one thing that the church needs more than anything right now, it is leaders and men and women of God that know how to move forward in the season we're in right now. You see, we need men and women that will take a stand in the season. Men and women that will know the way forward and what God is saying to them. Men and women that will not, not compromise on the word of God. Men and women that will be fearless in the face of adversity. That is what the church needs right now. It doesn't need us to have little gatherings of 50. It doesn't need us to have, you know, outdoor gatherings of 100. What we need is fearless men and women that understand the times we in, but more than that, that understand how we're going to move forward. You see, like I said before, God could have placed you anywhere in world history. Anywhere in world history. But He put you in 2020 20 and 20 on beyond for a reason. And how many of you understand this right now? How many of you understand the calling right now? How many of you understand what God wants to do in and through your lives? You know, there was a man, the word says, he was of great wealth, Nicodemus. We all know the story. A man of great wealth. And the word says that he understands that, in a sense, there's chaos in the world. And he understands that, that he doesn't really, you know, believe in Jesus. But he also says that no one can doubt that you are from God. Because what I see you doing, I cannot doubt. But the word of God says he sneaks to Jesus in the middle of the night because you were just too afraid to be seen. And he asked Jesus, he says to him, what does a man need to receive salvation? And Jesus answered him, I'm going to read out the Amplified Version, and I'm going to be closing now, All right, but in the Amplified Version, and Jesus answers him, says to him, Jesus answered and said, I assure you, and most solemnly, like a promise, say to you, unless a person is born again, and the Amplified Bible says, born, reborn from above listen to this spiritually transformed and renewed and sanctified so it's not just the thing of being been born again my oh lord i receive the lord and it. he said, no no there's this process Jesus starts to explain to you the definition of this hebrew and greek spiritually transformed renewed sanctified from above you see, there's coming a season where if you really want to walk in the things of God, you need to walk in the boldness, but not just that, in understanding what Jesus did for you and I on Calvary. He carries on and he says this, he, you, he cannot ever, the person that's not, not reborn, cannot ever see, circle, and experience the kingdom of God unless he's born again. That's quite a statement. That Jesus said, if you are not born again, that if you're not spiritually transformed, that if you're not in the word of God and know God, he your salvation and what he did on Calvary for you and what God is speaking through his word. He says this, you will never see and you will never experience the kingdom of God. When I wrote that down, I tell you something, I sat back for a second and I looked and I thought, wow, I've never read it like that before. That if we're not in right standing with God, and you've got to understand this, that Jesus put us in right standing with God. God put us in right standing with God. But you also got to understand, there's an accountability on our side. Sean can put me in the, in the sharks team tomorrow and say, Cook, your name's on you in the starting 15. But if I never ever rock up, I'm never part of the sharks. And hear what I'm saying to you, that you've got to encounter God for yourself. He says, and when you encounter me and when you're sanctified from above, he says, and when you understand what Jesus did in the cross of Calvary, and the grace of God upon your life, he says, then you'll be able to see the kingdom, but not only that, you will be able to experience the kingdom. And what is He speaking about? The fullness of God manifest in your life. And Jesus said, signs, wonders, and miracles shall follow those who believe. He says, greater things will you do than I did. You seek me with all your heart, and you're going to be found by me. He says, your lands are sick and they will be well. You'll drink deadly poison will not affect you. That is experiencing and seeing the kingdom of God manifest in our lives. Now let me ask you a question in closing. How many of us are seeing and experiencing the kingdom of God on earth today? When lost have you seen a miracle? When lost have you seen somebody miraculously life turned around inside out, upside down? When lost have you seen the lost running and seeing and coming to Jesus? When last, their finances just automatically fallen uh, you know, into place for us. When last, have we experienced the miracle? I mean, we were, we were blessed this week with Dylan and Chantal, they're triplets, congratulations. You know, as Harper, Hudson, and Carter. Yes, I remember. They were, they were one kg when they were born. That's like a packet of sugar. And they're well. They're well. Why? Because, God, because man said they will never have kids. God said, let me show you. Let me, I want you. I want you to see and experience the kingdom of heaven. So he gives him three. He's a God of more than enough. He's a God of abundance. Why? Because they saw firsthand the experience of God and the kingdom of God. And you and I need to get to that place where we need to come out of our hollows. This is our time this is our season this is when God wants to use us more than we've ever used before and we need to cast aside the things that would hinder us that would hinder us from the things of God and the purposes of of God because the devil has got us caught up in a whole lot of junk a whole lot of junk and you know what happens that when you aim at something you normally aim at what you see and When the enemy puts all these stumbling blocks and stuff in front of us, that's all we see We see bankruptcy. We see failure. We see divorce. We see sickness. We see disease. We see death We don't see the kingdom of God. We see the kingdom of the enemy Why does John 10 10 says the enemy comes to rob to steal and to destroy? And that's all we're seeing right now As a God says that when you are re- transformed completely in your mind spiritually transformed renewed sanctified reborn from above He says guys That when we read Matthew 24, we say these are the signs of the end times that you and I don't become worried That we become at peace. I want to say this in closing and I, I, I I'm not speaking flippantly this morning and, and don't make a mistake. I'm as nervous as anybody else I'm as cautious as everybody else. I don't want to get sick I don't want to die right now because there's too much work. that still needs to be done but never in my life before have I been at such peace with who I am and the calling of God upon my life. I'll be honest with you. The only argument or the only disagreement that God and myself have at the moment is this. That I'm still too young and I've got a lot more work to do. But I'm so at peace with what is happening around me right now. Yes, and it feels like chaos. But you see, the thing is, I know who I am in him. And I know what lies beyond this life. And what beyond this life, I spoke about last week, the Word of God says that we have an arena of saints that have gone before us that are cheering us on each and every day to be all that God has purposed you and I to be. But while I'm here and while I've got breath in my lungs, I've got to be the best version that God wants me to be. I've got to be committed to Him. I've got to be committed to the Word. I've got to be committed to calling I've got upon my life. You see, I don't want to lead people down the wrong path. I want my light to shine that others look at me and go, I want what you got. I want what you got. And this morning, I want to challenge you and say, it's your time. It's your time to stand up and be counted. It's your time to be bold in the face of adversity. That when the world is falling apart around you, That you have peace, the peace of God, that's a possible understanding. Why? Because it's flooded your heart, your mind, and your soul, and you're okay. Can we stand? Father, I thank you for this time. I know it's a short message this morning, Father. We have got time limits and that kind of stuff. But I want to pray for every person that is listening this morning. I want to pray, Holy Spirit of God, that you would stir in our hearts for more of you. I want to pray this morning that we would come to the realization of the calling and the purpose upon our lives. May we understand, Father, even though there's chaos in the world and, and everything seems to be falling apart, I know that I know that I know that I know that I've been born for a time such as this. Born for a time such as this. And Father, I want to pray that you'd reveal to me your glory to every person in this room. I pray, Holy Spirit of God, that you would move in our lives and manifest the glory of the King in our hearts. In Jesus' name we ask. And Father, may we discover our purpose right now, but more than anything right now, I want you just to, as you stand at church, just say, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. The Word of God says that the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is within you and I. Oh, and may that Spirit rise up in you this week. May the power of the risen King be upon you this week. May signs, wonders, and miracles follow you this week. May you be the light of the world the sit in a hill that cannot be dimmed this week. May you be more than a conqueror this week. May you draw your strength from Him and from nowhere else. May you know the truth and may the truth set you free this week. Those things that you've compromised on. May you just push it to the side this week and say, Father, I need you. I need you. I need you more than I've ever needed you in my life before. And I want to thank you for this time. I want to thank you that you're the God of the impossible. So come, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Just touch our hearts, touch our families, touch our workplaces. Pour out an abundance upon our finances, Father, and upon... Our relationships and our marriages and our workplace. And even though the rest of the world is saying that we're going into a, a, a depression right now, Father, almost in a recession in a sense, I pray that your people will flourish. Flourish in every area of their lives, I pray. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I'm going to let Diva do a song quickly. And we're going to swap the two congregations. Just remember, you walk out of this door, yeah? And then I'm going to spend 10, 15 minutes in prayer for you guys on, online. So if you guys got any prayer requests, just send them through on the message. And we're going to pray for you guys right now. But as devil does a song quickly and we're just going to start to pray, we're just going to swap congregations. But bless you. Have a fantastic week. Love you. Love seeing you guys. Good seeing you guys again. Be strong.